Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glickson with the world-traveling tag team partner, Matt Story, who's yeah, well, back yeah, from yeah. Nebraska, a place that I've right. never come close to. I, the closest back I've been from, is Iowa. So. Yeah, well, that's, that's not far, but uh, yeah, yeah, I, I made my, my first, my first uh, you know, trip to Nebraska football, and first time I've ever seen Nebraska football play in person yesterday, and uh, yeah, it was it was more of an Ohio State show, but uh, they they looked good as as we were just discussing offline. Uh, uh, they they look like every bit the national championship contender they're supposed to be, and uh, Nebraska certainly did not look ready for prime time. Uh, a ways to go with that program, but definitely a great atmosphere. Sometimes your unbeaten ranked opponents do exactly what they're supposed to do and they dominate. <laughs> yeah. uh, and sometimes your unbeaten ranked opponents don't do anything. And that is kind of what ASU found after Chase Garbers got knocked out of the Cal game. Uh, you know, Garbers, the starting quarterback, opened 9 of 12 with a touchdown and 117 yards passing. And on what appeared to be a fairly innocent play yeah. just did a shoestring tackle by uh darian butler near the sidelines garbers landed awkwardly on his shoulder was out of the game and then remained out of the game for uh, the entirety of the second half he was back in street clothes you know with ice on his shoulder and his arm in a sling uh, yeah. and the devin modster show the ucla transfer was not nearly as interesting for cal fans um, <laughs> no no he, uh, it sounded like it. He finished only 5 of 14 uh, with an interception and 23 yards passing. He did lead the Golden Bears on a touchdown drive. Uh, if you consider snapping the ball and handing it off to be leading. <laughs> uh, Sometimes that's the best you can do, I guess. But on that drive, if you were an ASU fan, that would have been when old ASU – you would have lost faith. They, you know, Cal didn't yeah. attempt to pass. They marched right down the field and got everything they wanted between uh, Brown, Dancy, and Modster keeping it himself. Yeah. Uh, but that was the only second-half touchdown ASU allowed, and they hung on to win on the road in California, a thing that neither yeah. of us expected 24-17. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, we're we're down in the fourth quarter again, correct? So it was seventeen fourteen. Yeah, um, and it came back, and, and you know, so that's a, a second straight road win this year, where we were down in the fourth quarter, came back to win. And if you want to go back to last year, it's three straight because obviously we did that against Arizona. So, uh, and, and four out of five road games going back to last year that we won, we beat USC and lost to Oregon, but, you know, came down to the wire in that one. So, this, uh, you know, hopefully we're seeing uh, a sea change with this program in many ways. And one of the biggest ways that would really be helpful is if it happened in road games. Because, um, you know, how many times when we talk looking ahead to the season, when we talk just this week, was it, you know, focused on, uh, ah, boy, it's on the road, it's on the road, it's on the road. And, you know, and it just feels like that is a death sentence for this program so many times. And, and, you know, the, the results lately, that have not been the case. Yeah, it was, you know, when they said we were going to have an NFL system and Herm was going to be the CEO, I, I think it was universally mocked by anyone it who was. didn't work with Herm Edwards uh, and even some who did at ESPN. Yeah, but yeah. 
the one thing that I think you can comfortably say about the ASU Herm Edwards era is we don't panic. You know, we, we, we have not been able to run the ball effectively much at all. I mean, Daniels had 12 carries for 84 right. yards, but that those right. weren't designed. Eno had 100 yards on the button on 29 carries, but 29, yeah. He punched yeah. in three touchdowns. They they were saying that uh, the majority of his touches he was hit at or behind the line of scrimmage. Um, yeah. He he might end the year with more yards after contact than total yards, I think, because he gets yeah, hit in the yeah, backfield I mean, all the time. That was a, uh, you know, a workmanlike effort. I mean, it, you know, it was a hard-earned 100 yards and three touchdowns. You know, if you just said those numbers before the game, you'd think, oh, boy, he, he had his way with them. Uh, it was not that way from from what I gathered. Uh, certainly 29 carries shows, you know, barely over three yards a carry. But, uh, you know, he just keeps keeps coming back uh, and, and, you know, was able to punch the ball in the end zone a couple times on hard-earned runs, I saw it. Um, you know, it's yeah, that's a good way to put it. There's not a sense of, oh, no, what's happening? And that's sometimes, well, more than sometimes, felt like the case with ASU. Over different coaches at different eras, we'd go on the road, things would start to go poorly, and they would just snowball. And, and I mean, a game I remember, one of the games that might have sealed Todd Graham's fate was two years ago at UCLA. In a game that, you know, we started out playing really well. Things were going well. We scored early. We had the lead. And then I think Manny threw a pick that got returned for a score. And it was like everything changed. And we could never get that back. And and this team seems to be better at, you know, last year's team was too, at just sort of, okay, you know, you're going to have those moments. You're not going to dominate for 60 minutes most of the time. And, you know, last week we didn't win, but last week was a good example. 14 nothing out the gate. And we bounced right back and tied it. And, you know, and I mean, it, it wasn't quite enough to win, but it still showed showed a, a lack of panic that, you know, we've seen in the past. Well, and, it, and it's been a willingness to adjust the game plan, but not to just throw it out whenever right. there's a problem. Right. You yeah. know, yeah. We, we have an offense that, you know, sometimes is – hair pulling under likens with our you know just willingness to run the ball into the line on first and second down but that's what herm wants to do clearly and and we're willing to just say yeah you're gonna have to honor the play action because we're gonna keep running it up the middle and if you don't put seven or eight guys in the box we might break one start getting yards yeah yeah no i I agree i mean it you know it's just I, i think i read some one of the recaps or one of the tweets or something said, you know, this is 13 games that Herm has coached against Power Five teams, Pac-12, and the two against Michigan State. And I think 11 of the 13 have been one score games. And that just seems to be the way this year is going to go. Haller has been mentioning that, you know, since the Michigan State game, and he's been proven right in the in the two cents. That it just feels like this year is going to be one of those that you know we're going we're to play a lot of close games. And it's going to come down to, you know, a handful of plays. You know, can we force the turnover? We got an interception in the end zone uh, that, you know, takes points off the board for them. Uh, Can we, you know, finish the drive in the fourth quarter? In the two wins, we've done that. We've been down, we've got the ball, we've gone down the field, taken the lead. In the loss, we didn't. You know, we got the ball down three and we went four out. 
And, you know, and so that's what it comes down to for this team is the, the margin for error is thin. Um, but they're they're hanging in there. They're four and one uh, heading into the off week here, first of two. That's not bad. And two road wins over ranked teams. That says something because we we haven't had that very often in you know four season spans, much less one month. Well, when you're willing to play a tight game, it makes sense in the offseason to have that strategy, especially in the event that your, you know, kicker is a potential All-American. Right. And now right. we've had to play five games with Christians and Dejas, who, you know, is there's a reason why he was not on scholarship, as you said there last is, week. There He's, is, we're seeing it the last couple weeks. Yeah. You know, he shanked uh, a short kick, and he, yeah. you know, just didn't have the just leg the on a fifty-yarder. Right, um, I mean, right, the, the yeah. kick he got, he got every bit of it that he could, and it was almost basically yeah. there, and a little yeah. bit to the side. Yeah, I mean, two of his three misses now are what 48, 50 yards on the forty-eight yard against Colorado, and then fifty this week, I think. Yeah, um, and, you know, and and that it, those are those are kicks that with Reese at his, you know, peak form the last couple of years, you'd expect him to make those, you know, I mean, or, or at least, you know, have a 50, 50. chance. Yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, he had the leg to make 55 plus. Uh, and, you know, that's, you know, yeah, that's that's a tough thing with an offense that really isn't, you know, lighting the world on fire, except for one game, basically. Uh, you know, you'd like to feel like, okay, we're inside the 30, we got points. Mm-hmm. That does not seem that way right now. But, again, we managed to mandate it together. The kid had, you know, two really good games to start the year. Um, and the Sac State, we needed every one of those kicks that he made. Um, and, you know, he made the kick on the road at Michigan State. Um, you know, it hasn't been as good the last two weeks, but you're right. Exactly true. I mean, you can see why he was a walk-on. Uh, you know, if he, if he had all this kicking talent, especially with his name, let's be honest, he would have been a scholarship recruit somewhere, whether here or somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, and, and so you're seeing that he's, he's limited. We just have to work around it for as long as we have to, which, again, I'm starting to believe is going to be this whole season. Yeah. I'm, I'm losing faith. We're going to see Reese at all this year. Yeah, Zendejas did you know, come down at the end and drill a 43-yarder to, to make did. it a full touchdown make game. Make it a seven-point game, which, yeah, which helps. Uh, you know, I mean, we got the stop, and it, it didn't end up mattering so much, but yeah, I mean, you know, the difference between four and seven is huge. You know, you, even if you give up a score, you still have another crack at it, probably. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's um, you know, it's a it's a good, solid, gutty win. I think that was the word I used in text to you yesterday morning. Uh, you know, and and I read Haller's story that he posted yesterday, and it kind of made a lot of the same thoughts that I already had, even not seeing much of the game. Which is, you know, this team doesn't look the prettiest. They're, they're not a team that, you know, you're going to turn on the TV and say, oh, boy, look at look at how they are so efficient and they are they are flying up and down the field. And, but, but they're finding a way to be in every game and win four out of the five so far. And, you know, in the Pac-12, which seems very even, mm-hmm. uh, especially the South, you know, why not? I mean, can, can we find our way to six and three in the conference? Yeah, and, and is that enough to get to the to get to the title game? I think it might be. Well, on the first part, can we get to six and three in conference? Yes, I think so because I think so too. I think the Arizona UCLA game last night showed that we should be able to handle both of those teams. Yeah, yeah, 
two ahead. You know, Oregon State, they're better than they have been, but you still feel like that's a game you should win. Mm-hmm. And that's if you get those three, you're at four. Yeah. And you got to find two others. Yeah, and well, and Washington State, Washington State right. had a meltdown yesterday where Leach called his players fat right. and stupid. <laughs> right, right. You know, and, and yeah, I mean, of those of those four other games we mentioned, three of them are at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so, you know, can you find a couple there? I, I mean, you hope so. Obviously, they've already been beaten at home this year. So it's not like, you know, you say, oh, home field, we're going to dominate those. But yeah, I mean, Washington State appears to be reeling a little bit. Uh, doesn't mean they can't get it figured out the next two weeks because they might. But there's, there's you know, a little hangover from that choke probably last week uh, was evident last night. And, and yeah, you know, this USC, I mean, gosh, USC has been roller coaster ride this year. I saw, you know, yesterday was one of the, the down parts of said roller coaster. So who knows what you're going to get from them. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we can. Uh, and I think that's the number you shoot for. I mean, obviously, seven and two or eight and one would be even better. Uh, but I, you know, six and three would give you a reasonable chance, I think, to play for the conference title. But you know, with the team that we've got this year, seeing the limitations it has, especially offensively, I would take that in a heartbeat. Yeah. I mean, you know, but without, I would take it most years. I mean, if you're playing in the conference title game, that's pretty good. Uh, but certainly, what we've seen from this team, this team could easily be two and three, mm-hmm. or even one and four. If things had gone, you know, things could have gone sideways with Sacramento State. Like it was, it was there that it could have, um, and you know, so it, you just never know. Like things, things could have really gone off the rails with this team, and they haven't let that happen. Yeah, the you know, talking about ASU's offense. Obviously, we've already stressed how tough the sledding has been. For Eno yeah. Benjamin, one thing that I think is worth noting, uh, 14 completions for Jaden Daniels to eight different receivers. Um, yeah. So still yeah. spreading the ball around, uh, the you know, and none of them particularly deep. Ricky Pearsall had the longest catch of the game at 38 yards, but Pearsall, Ayuk, Porter, Kyle Williams, Hodges, Eno, Darby, and Newsom all with catches. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know it, it's a rotation of receivers, people who bring different things to the table, um, and look, it's a way to keep Eno involved when you know you can't. He basically doesn't have time to run <laughs> plays like stretch plays. True. So True. you know if you can swing him out, you're in great shape. Yeah, at yeah. least then yeah. he's on the on the perimeter where you're trying to get him. Well, I saw he converted, uh, you know, a third down. I think on the on the go ahead touchdown drive on a pass reception. You know, a little little short pass that he, you know, made a guy miss and got the first down. So yeah, yeah I mean, I, you know, you just have to be creative and 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 it just it just feels like this year is going to be one of those years that every game you feel like you're you know you're going and you're uh, you're trying to you know fix something with a bunch of scotch tape and you know band. You're just trying to piece it together. And at the end, you're just hoping that that thing stays together. And, and four out of five times this year it has so far. Uh, and the one time we lost, you know, I mean, it's disappointing to lose, but it wasn't a horrendous effort or anything like that. See, see much worse no, ASU losses at home. Well, uh, and one thing to think about is, you know, Danny Gonzalez, as you pointed out, had, you know, gone to the media, took the blame, said it right. was his fault. Uh, I did not realize when we recorded that we did not have 
a pressure. Not not that we didn't have a sack. We didn't have a quarterback pressure against Colorado. I, I didn't realize that either. And yeah, yeah. he appeared to have taken that to heart, ASU, with three sacks, a number of pressures, uh, yeah. a number of blitzers from different uh, parts of the field, really putting the onus on the back five to just stay home yes. and make plays. Yes. And doing that with no Kobe Williams, who missed the game right. uh, with with a late scratch due to a migraine. A migraine, yeah, yeah. And I know uh, uh, I saw several other guys, you know, were at least in and out. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, Tyler Johnson, I saw left the game for a while. I think Darian Butler left the game. I don't yeah. know if he came back. Merlin uh, Robertson you know, was all over the field. Finally, I was going to say you. You and I discussed. You pointed it out before I really even thought of it that Merlin Robertson had been real quiet for the first four games. He was, you know, by the numbers, at least from what I saw, much more active and, and, you know, his best game by far this year. Yeah. He had 11 tackles, four solo. He had half a sack. Um, he, was all, he was all over the field, and he was on the field a lot. Yes. Which yes. was good. Which is good. That's what you want to see. I mean, that's what he was last year most of the time, was, a you know, a constant presence. And this year it seemed like he'd just been quiet and, you know, it's one of those things you don't really think about when you're winning, even if the wins are ugly. Um, you know, but after the Colorado game, especially the way the Colorado loss happened where the defense got carved up a bit, you know, you start thinking, where's that guy been this year? You know, what happened to the guy who was all over the place last year? So that was nice to see him have a bounce back day. Yeah, seriously. Uh, on the flip side, Evan Weaver for Cal was all over the field. He wound up with yeah. 15 tackles. He, he was as good as advertised, but, you know, just a one-man show, basically. And yeah, you couldn't yeah, really neutralize yeah. him, but you could scheme around him. And if the tackle's three, four, five yards further downfield, right, great. Right. You know, and, and that's, yeah, you, you know, you found a way. I mean, you knew it was not going to be a game that we were going to win with 40 points. Um, you know, the Cal's good defense. It's on the road. But as we've discussed many times, our offense is not built to score 40 points. Uh, and, and so you knew it was going to be this time of game. Both of us, I think, picked scores right around us. We just had the opposite team winning. Yeah. Um, you know, but, but you know, somewhere in the mid-20s, teens, you know, something like that. And that's what it was. And, you know, we just we found a way. And, and uh, good time for an off week with, you know, having several guys get banged up. You know, either missing the game or you know going out of the game. I know you know Benjamin was you know he, he finished the game obviously, but he had some you know times it looks like he was you know shaky on the sideline as far as his health. So you know, very good time for you know chance to just kind of heal up a bit, and then and then you know you got a, a three game stretch, then another week off, and then four games. So you know you have an opportunity now to hopefully get a little bit healthier and go into that Washington State game with some confidence. Yeah. Um, before we uh, wrap up the discussion of this game, I, I do think it is worth mentioning that uh, ASU had a chance to really build momentum a couple times where, where it didn't work out. They had a partial punt block by Tamarcus Davis. Um, there were a number of times when you watched the game uh, where the announcers talked about Daniels would lock in on a read or be flushed out of the pocket and he would miss guys, you know, up the seam who were just wide open. Um, And it's something where he's a freshman and he's, he was under pressure. He got sacked twice. Um, 
Yeah. You know, I mean, those are, those are things you just expect to get better with time. When, you know, the, the more you see things, I mean, guys always talk about quarterbacks, especially how in their second year, whether it be in college or pro, that the game starts to slow down for them. They start to be able to process things faster. You know, he is still just a freshman. He's made five starts at this level. Um, and, and, you know, he's, he's not been great, but he's certainly given a lot of hope for what he can be, you know, because he's shown it in flashes. You've seen the, the talent and the ability to make plays, you know, when the pressure is on the most, certainly at Michigan State, um, you know, and, and hey, how many how many quarterbacks, uh, you know, and this is not just on them, but how many quarterbacks, in, you know, in recent ASU history have beaten two ranked teams in three weeks? Now, some of that's just opportunity, but well, we've had stretches where we played multiple ranked teams in three weeks. Not very often have we won those. Well, how many have beaten two ranked teams on the road in a season? On the road. In a season at all, yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, I mean, so he's already, you know, finding ways to do things that many of his predecessors haven't. And again, that's not just on them. I mean, I, I don't want to be that guy who just, you know, wins and losses are on the quarterback and that's it. Um, but you know, he's he's uh, he looks he looks good. You know, he looks like a freshman at times, and that's a great point. Um, you know, I didn't see that, but you know, I'll go back and watch it. And, uh, you know, I'm sure I'll I'll hear them say that too. And uh, you know, those are things you just you just get better at. You know, you start to process the offense faster. You start to know where the second option is before you know taking off and running. Um, and I think he will. Uh, you know, but I'm I'm uh, very pleased with what I've seen from him so far, and certainly you know mostly pleased with the defense. Uh, Colorado game being the exception to that, but uh, you know, not not bad. All in all, four and one is. It's it's where I predicted in my very optimistic preseason projection of ten and two. I had us at four and one. Now I had us losing Michigan State instead of Colorado. Um, but like I said, this could easily be two and three. I mean, you know, a couple plays here or there, and we've lost three in a row, and we're going into you know the toughest two game stretch of the season, maybe with Washington State, Utah, thinking, oh man, where is this season going? And instead, we're four and one and feeling okay. Yeah, it has been um, a bit of a roller coaster in each individual game. Yes, 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 (laughs) yeah, it really has. And I and I think you know, like Haller has said, that's probably going to be how most games feel this year. I I just do. I don't. I don't see this team. You know, all of a sudden becoming a team that can go out and win these games by you know three or four touchdowns. Like, wow, this team is really round. It just feels like this year is going to be that way. You know, two weeks from now, we're going to be probably feeling the same thing. And then three weeks and four, you know, this is going to be a grind. Um, but, you know, if we can we can keep uh, winning these grinds more often than we lose them, we can finish with a pretty darn good record. You know, eight, four, nine, and three, something like that is a, is a solid season. Well, and this is precisely what LSU people used to say. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Look, yeah. it's, it's yeah. not going to be pretty, and maybe we're not going to score – 30 points again, right, right. But, but we'll find a way. Yeah. 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 And, and yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not your typical ASU team. Um, most of the time, you know, we have felt the opposite, like, well, you know, boy, if the offense can continue to light it up, we can work around a bad defense and maybe we can win, you know, eight or nine games. This feels like the opposite approach this year, but that's okay. You know, uh, it's, it's working so far and, you know, we'll, we'll see hopefully with the off week, you know, maybe you see some, 
improvement in the offense. I think you have a chance to uh, as, as the season wears along, as these guys like Daniels, like the offensive linemen, get more experience. And, you know, maybe by November, we won't be having these conversations. We'll be thinking, okay, this is, this is you know, big league offense. But right now, you just, you know, you try to scratch the claw and get your way to, I think the Haller story said it, you know, have one more point on the board at the end of the fourth quarter. That's all that matters. It's cliche, but it's true. Yeah. Well, ASU wound up with seven more points on the board than the Cal Golden Bears. They are and now four and one, one and one in conference. And, you know, the Pac-12 South, as you said, is wide open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just there's talk about roller coaster. The Pac-12 South is going to be a roller coaster all year. USC goes from, you know, big win to disappointing loss to big win to disappointing performance. Uh, you know, uh, uh Utah, obviously, you know, has a letdown loss last week. Then last night looks really good. So who knows? You know, who, who knows? The, the UCLA offensive renaissance lasted, I guess, one half uh, because they struggled mightily, you know, yesterday from what I saw. So uh, there's, there's, you know, a lot more to go. And, uh, you know, if you know who's going to win the South now, you're just guessing uh, because nobody has emerged as really the favorite yet. Yeah. Well, we'll walk you through that. At some point, we're going to have to talk about what's going on with ASU basketball as that yes. season is coming up yes. quickly. Uh, yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. A little, little over a month until our kickoff game in China. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, recruiting battles are all over. John Rothstein was in uh, Tempe with Bobby Hurley. I Hurley. saw. BFH. That's right. So... There's going to be a lot to discuss, and and we'll be here for you to do it. Until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast.